Michael Jordan is not only the best basketball player, but he's the most exciting basketball player to ever play. Tatum fires away, pumps it in, 51 for Jason Tatum. The Big Three NBA podcast is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Big Three NBA podcast. I'm Kwani Lunas. Asherod Blakely is here, as well as Gary Washburn. I'm wearing bright pink. I look we know, Kwani. We know. For this event, <laughs> if you're watching. <laughs> well, you got to... You know, I'm wearing blue. Some case. people listen. Some people watch on YouTube. So I need to address that I'm overdressed. Because I was at an event, and I didn't feel like changing. Because the dress needs to get some more wear out of it. So, hence why I needed to make sure that people don't think I'm just trying to outshine you guys. Kwani, that person that she'll put in an outfit for like a 22-minute event and she'll wear it all day. No, but seriously, because why am I not? Like, look at this. You see the shimmer? It even Kwani has... Rolled up, rolled up the fast food joints with her. See my shimmer? See my shimmer? Oh, really? Wait. I'm getting good. my money's worth out of this dress. That that's was a really good read, to be honest, because that is very accurate. <laughs> Facts. So, appreciate you. Anyway, let's get into the Celtics. Gary, are y'all ready? <laughs> yeah, look, another week, another week of Gary questioning Gary. why he is a member of the Big Three. Why? We need you to keep us stable and sane, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into. Yeah, let's do. Yeah, let's move on with the show. <laughs> the Celtics. The trade deadline hit us on Thursday at three o'clock and the Celtics made a few moves nothing too crazy but we'll just start off the top we're gonna actually just mention the first one off the top because we're not gonna really deep dive into it so the uh Banton he was traded to Portland the- Portland that was Gary's Portland. guy right Portland yes, yes. My God. Portland. yeah okay <laughs> Yikes. The Celtics are going to actually receive a top 55 protected 2027 second round pick in exchange for him. And then the Celtics are actually giving up a 2024 second round pick to Philly for that move as well. But the first one that we want to actually start diving into is the fact that the Celtics did acquire it. That's probably the biggest one of the three. Uh, Xavier Tillman from Memphis and in exchange, Lamar Stevens, as well as a 2027 and a 20. It's so weird saying 2027, a 2030 second round pick. So quickly fill in the lane. Let's start off the top. Blank is what the Celtics should expect expect from Tillman in this new deal. Toughness. Toughness. They they got they finally they got somebody on that bench that there's no questions about their toughness. Now, is he going to get you buckets? Not too many. Uh, but he's going to give you a physicality that you absolutely are going to need at some point during the playoffs. You're not going to need him to play every game, but there are going to be some nights where you're going to need someone who's going to step out on that floor and just give you a certain physical, grimy grittiness in that front court. And Tillman, he fits the bill. This He is a situational specialist for the Celtics. He's not good enough to be in their regular rotation, certainly not right now, but there are going to be certain matchups where his presence and his value will be counted upon to help them get through that game. I think uh, the Celtics can expect just versatility. He can guard. He can even shoot the three. He's not very good. You know, he's like I was going to say, he can't. He he's sucks. Not, but he, but, but, but he, he, he has turned himself into a three-point shooter. It's not like he won't take one. Uh, he can score at the rim. He's an undersized guy, 6'8", 245, but he plays bigger than his size. And I think he'll provide relief to uh, with Porzingis and Al. I think the Celtics realize, okay, like 50, 38, 51 games in entering the game against Washington, 31 games left. You have to, they've gotten as much out of Porzingis. Uh, it's, he's maximized. He's done great. He's really, you know, he's exceeded potential. Um but you also want to keep him healthy. You also want to make sure that he's ready for the playoffs, ready to play every game. And the last 31 games, I think they're going to hopefully for them build enough of a lead for that number one seed to where they don't have to risk it till like the last 10 or 12 games. They can maybe give Porzingis a good break. And I'm saying with Al Horford, because obviously Al's 37. And so I think it's a really good time now because you got 
games Friday and Sunday, and you got the back-to-back. They'll figure that out against Brooklyn, but then you got a week off. So everybody takes some time off their feet, and then you get back to the grind. But I think um, Tillman will be a guy who can fill in for Al, fill in for Chris Stapps, you know, and, and uh, you know, with, with Luke, I don't know. You know, I think they'll figure out. Uh, maybe they play him together at times. Who knows? I mean, Luke has carved out a niche. You know, he's carved out some minutes. Um, so who knows if they'll play him together, if he'll just take Luke's minutes, if he'll take Keita's minutes. I don't know. I think this kind of means they're not, they're not, they're going to keep Keita, you know, off the playoff roster and on a two-way deal. I kind of thought he deserved a little bit more than that. But we'll see what Tillman does. But I think he brings relief because you got – an injury-prone guy and a 37-year-old guy is your top two bigs. And that's that was their primary weakness. You don't want to give Cornette too many minutes, right? You, you, he does what he does. You want to put him in. You want to bring him out. So I think this is a guy who's a pro. He's played in big games. He has de- turned himself into a quality player. He played four years at Michigan State. I mean, um, so he's well-coached, obviously, all the way from you know the, the, those days with Tom Izzo. This is a pro's pro, right? And that's what you need. You need a guy in there who's been around. I mean, he's been around a lot of drama in Memphis, a lot of things in Memphis, and now he's probably around a little bit more of a atmosphere that w- w- championship uh, is on the mind. And 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 he helped those uh, those young guys grow and was part of that growth in Memphis. So I think he comes in probably. You know, guys put their arm around him. Hey, man, just be good. Just learn the you good. Just learn the system. Play as hard as you can, you'll be fine. And the, the one thing he brings to to this table, I just just add this one last point is he gives them another ball mover in the front court. He's he's not going to rack up eight, nine, ten assists, but he's very good at moving the ball to guys and getting getting it to them in positions where they can either make a play or they can make a move, dribble, drive, move, and find someone else wide open. So they they added a guy who doesn't necessarily score, but he can contribute to good ball movement and thus good scoring. Uh, so, you know, in, in many ways, Gary, you touched on, you know, his, his background. He really is in a lot of ways, kind of like a low budget Draymond Green, uh, s- similar size, plays bigger than he is, can move the ball. Try, try. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. What? What? You are, <laughs> Draymond is not, listen. You got self-defense. He's going to be slapping foods and socking teammates. Like, no, no. I'm talking about skill. On the I'm floor. About... On the floor. Not off the floor. Gary. Not oh, getting text. Everything I'm talking that's a loaded, about. Sherrod, that's a loaded-ass statement. Everything low I'm budget. talking about with him so he, is. I said he like Draymond Gary. Green, but he low budget. But he, he so he ain't as good as Draymond. Is he going to be still slapping fools? Like, no. So See, this is, this is why. I'm Gary just saying. Can you, you can't make that statement. In you that totally can make. Gary. Ball mover. Undersized, plays bigger than he than his actual dimensions are. Understands what it's like to be around drama. Is a guy that can fit into almost any team you have based upon his skill set. That's what. Okay. He's just not. He, those are all the things that Draymond has been doing for his entire career. I'm not Draymond, 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 See, Draymond see without way. Draymond without the violence. Draymond with no drama. How's yeah. that? That worked for theory. you. There you go. Bar, Draymond, no drama. He's a no <laughs> drama Draymond. How's exactly. That? that worked for you? <laughs> yes. Can't be talking about He's low, low budget Draymond. Celtic fans are scared. Oh. They're like, no, thank you, baby. <laughs> Damn, he's, he's a good player. practice, too. <laughs> like, no. No, you ain't got to worry about him punching like, <laughs> like Peyton Pritchard in the grill. Right, like, like, exactly. He's going to put Rudy Gobert in the headlock. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to be... You, you need to you need to explain that, Sharad. You can't just be okay. Saying. Well, I think this instance is a very niche one because Draymond just happens to have a lot of other issues. I think most exactly. people understood it meant on the floor. On the See, floor, but now I'm questioning it because he said Honey, it. no one would even question that if it wasn't for Mr. Cal Cubby over here. <laughs> Not Cal My Cubby. goodness. Keep it moving, Corny. At least we're clarified. We're clarified. All right. That being said, you mentioned the things that (laughs) he brings to the table for this team, scoring obviously one of them. But what are your thoughts on his chances of actually playing a significant role for the Celtics right now? Go ahead, Gary. 
What's the question again? They I, need a I, I lost. I got lost with the Draymond thing. No, it's funny though because when you said the Draymond thing, the first thing I thought of was like the fact that we've been talking about since Marcus is was traded. Like they don't have anyone with that grit, that dog, that energy. So he does have I'm, that. That's what I'm thinking about, Corey. But but that's not what Gary was thinking about. Clearly. So this is what I was thinking. And that being said, do you think this again? No one we know. No one's going to replace Marcus Smart. Gary did a really good job of explaining why he has cemented himself into Celtics history, but they do still have that gap that, that needs to be filled when it comes to someone with that grit. So can Xavier potentially... Totally. He can that fill that grit. role. He's a tough guy. He's a shit talker. He can put it... He can, you know, back it up with beef. I mean, he's got... Yeah. He's, a, he's a dude you don't... You know, what these our, our, our fathers used to say, you don't want to see that dude in the dark alley. Look, like, he's got that. He, you, know, people, you know, I know young people. Well, why would you be in a dark alley? What does that mean? You know, like you. At least still exists, Gary. Don't do okay, that. Okay, I'm just saying, Kwani, because if you say that, people, well, what does that mean? I don't, I'm not sure what a dark. Why would that? What does that? Does it mean you're tough? Did the like, fluorescent light go out or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, as our parents would say, you don't want to see that dude in the dark alley. Okay, Tillman brings toughness. He brings. um level of physicality that dude is that dude's not to be messed with uh, he walks into a room because i was telling our young reporter suicha tarada who michigan went to michigan state and is two years older than uh tillman like could you believe when you saw that dude on campus that dude was in college because tillman looks older than he is i mean he looks he looked like he you know he looked he like he, he looked like he'd been through some stuff. He, 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 came, he came into the NBA looking like he was already in the a ten-year veteran. Yeah, like he looked. He, you know, <laughs> I am, and, and Draymond's the same way. So maybe it's a Michigan State Michigan, thing. What's in the water? Shut I don't up. know with the water in right. East Lansing, but you know, yeah. but he brings kind of a physicality, a toughness, a, a, and I think that the Celtics will let him be that guy and let him. Lay some hat because you do need somebody to get in somebody's face. This is the games are going to get tougher, and the playoffs are going to approach. And now we'll talk about that later. Other teams are ramping up. You know they're coming at the Celtics, the Knicks. You know we'll see about you know the Cavs are, are the hottest team in the NBA. Like so, there's a lot of teams who are ramping up and ready to push the Celtics physically because you know. Um, that's the way you're going to have to beat the Celtics is be old, be physical with them, push them around, frustrate them. Miami's going to be that same way. And Tillman will help that cause because now you got a tough guy on your side. Because remember, they also lost Grant. And as much as people will talk mess about Grant, who he also got traded today, hopefully he's happy back in Charlotte. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Grant was a guy who could get in your face, talk mess, and he he didn't back down either. And a lot of people had a problem with that. When he went up against Jimmy Butler in game two of these conference finals, I'd have never had a problem with that. I always thought Grant was another tough guy. So you do need a guy who's going to just be like, what'd you say? You know, or lay out, lay some wood in somebody in the paint. Trey Young, no, you're not coming in here with this little stuff. You're, you're getting knocked to the floor. You're getting put down. Um, and that, that's, they, that's what they need in – you know, Xavier Tillman, that's what I think he brings. I think, you know, I've seen him over the years. He just has that tough, you know, he fit Memphis to a T. I'm a little surprised the, the Grizzlies traded him, and I think they're cleaning house. and They're preparing to get a high lottery pick because now they're terrible and they're they're injured to throw in. I just think they saw, okay, let's get a couple of assets for this guy. Um, he doesn't make a lot of money. You know, they traded Steven Adams. Um so they're they're ramping up for a kind of a rebuild and to add, uh, you know, one of those top level picks, top two three picks maybe to what they have. But he fit Memphis to a T, and I think that's a good thing for the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, this it, it just it's the perfect storm for both him, the Celtics, and 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 their quest to be the last team standing. They needed a guy that has a has not someone who kind of plays the physicality game but it's their dna is all about physicality and he's that dude it's it, to me it's crazy to think that this dude is just 25 years old looking like he's been in the league for 25 years uh he's that kind of dude uh and i love that they need that type of player that has that physical presence about them that when you step on the floor 
you are not, you don't want any of that smoke from him because you know just the way he plays, he could put you out for, it could be lights out, bye-bye for the night if you if you want to go there. Uh, and I think the Celtics, they, they, need, they need to be a team that has some element of toughness that teams have to at least think about. Because right now, you look at them play, it's like, okay, they're really, they got great shooters, they move well without the ball. But if you get up in them and you get physical, you can take them off their game. They really don't have guys that frankly are about that life, that physical life. I would say Jalen Brown is probably the best one who, who likes to play bully ball. Uh, Jalen, when he sees it, he's got a little dude on him or a guy that he thinks he can play bully ball with. Jalen will go at him more times than not. But other than that, they don't really have guys with that that mindset. Tillman gives them that type of physicality on the defensive end, which is where I think they could use a guy in that front court um, that can bring that can bring the wood and, and not be hesitant to do that. Um, so it's a good and, and and again, as Gary pointed out. He doesn't make a lot of money, which translates to he's low. He's low on your budget. Boom. Yeah. There you go. This is a guy that you could conceivably see paying to stay and not have to pay a lot of money to keep him to stay if things work out. And that's to me, that that's one of the you know kind of low key benefits to adding a guy that gives you a very specific need. Now, doesn't cost a lot of money and is in a position where if things work out this season, you could potentially keep him in the fold going forward. So win, win, win for everybody. You get a win, you get a win, you get a win. Thank you, Oprah. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super bets. The thing that we love here on the Big 3 NBA podcast is the fact that you are able to gather with your friends, family, eat some good food, play, you know, watch a good game, watch halftime show. So why not do that also with FanDuel? FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com slash Boston to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash Boston. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Gary, you mentioned Grant Williams. We have another Charlotte slash Tennessee connection. Jaden Springer, he was acquired by the Celtics from Philly for a second round pick, which I don't know if they, they definitely didn't overlap in Tennessee. I don't know if they know each other. I just thought it was a really cool connection. Yeah, I would imagine, right? It's Charlotte's not that big. That area of Charlotte shouldn't be that big. But that being said, Jaden Springer, he is now on the Celtics as well. G League Finals MVP last season. Four points, one point eight rebounds, one point one assists per game that season. Pick and roll, acquiring Springer is for the now or for the future. Pick one. Why are you rolling with it? Which one you um, got, Gary? I think it's for the future. I do think it's a guy that they can invest in. And it's interesting that the Seventy Sixers traded. You know, he's twenty one years old. I mean, my. I goodness. believe the children are our future. Okay, Whitney. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Gary, Gary. She even got the dress on for it. <laughs> in a microphone. <laughs> she dressed for the sun. She... <laughs> Quantiac, like, is 1996 Grammys. <laughs> and Bobby Brown is right around the corner. Bobby Brown. <laughs> I love that girl. Oh, my God. What's That's wrong? That's my woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's wrong with that. What's wrong with y'all? I can't. Anyway. You were saying, Gary. Springer is 21 years old. So, I mean, he he, he he's a young dude. Born in 02, Kwani. So, if that doesn't. No, because it's weird. Because my brother was born in 03. Like, that's why. Yeah, that don't, if, that don't, if that don't put a little, put a little reality in your world, 02. Um, <laughs> and he was obviously a first. And so, I got a first round pick. And I think what Brad Stevens told me. Over the last uh, before the season started, when he had picked up Banton, he had picked up Stevens. He said, "When you trade your first round picks like they have, you have to pick up other guys, maybe uh, projects and all that, and try to cultivate them yourself to replace those picks." So basically, they. I mean, he was a first round pick almost three years ago in twenty one. Probably came out a tad bit too early. You know, a lot of these kids. And he hasn't played all that much. Two games in his first year, sixteen last year, thirty. So he's he's been really slow to develop. And I don't think that's because of him. I think that's because of the system in Philadelphia and the coaching changes. He just hasn't had a lot of run. And I was told last year, like Doc Rivers just didn't play him. And Doc is not high on young guys. So I think he saw this year as an opportunity to play more, and he played a little bit more, 32 games, 12 minutes a game, four points, 21% from three. So he didn't take a lot of threes, but they need to see what they have in him. And I, and so I think this is definitely for the future. If you're expecting Jaden Springer at 21 years old to come off and play major minutes, that's not going to happen. But I do think he's a guy that they can cultivate. They can fill with the bench on the, on the end of the bench. He might be able to help out here, there. He can fill some minutes. And, you know, I, if I'm, you know, do they, and they're calling him kind of a wing. He's 6'4", 204. I mean, he looks, he's built. I mean, he's a he's a tough guy. He plays good defense. So I think this is a nice little pickup for him. I think this is a chance for Brad to say, listen, Joe, this is a guy in Sam Cassell. You know, and Sam Cassell probably, who coached him last year in Philadelphia, remember right. the connection there, probably said, man, go get that kid. That kid got some potential. You know, he's only 21, and that's good. I mean, that's a good thing. He's a young he's a young rookie. and uh, You know, that's the one thing about the NBA and Sherrod knows and you go, Kwani. These, some of these kids come in too damn early. They ain't freaking ready. They just ain't. And it takes three, four years for the light to turn off and then to become productive NBA players. Jaden Springer probably should not have entered the draft after his freshman year at Tennessee and he averaged 12 points a game. He should have stayed his ass in school, probably made some more some NIL money, and and then came out and been a – but if they're telling you, and he was, that you're a first-round pick and you're going to get three guaranteed years, these that speaks uh, volumes to a lot of these guys. They come out. So this is a guy who probably needs more cultivation. I don't think I don't know if they're going to send him to the G League. He spent a lot of time in the G League in, a, in his first three years, but maybe just looking for an opportunity to flourish. And Philadelphia, it probably wasn't going to happen for him. So now the Celtics have a first round pick on their team, in addition to Peyton Pritchard, in addition to some of the guys they've taken. That's how you got to fill these spots. I remember that stuck with me when Stevens told me that. Hey, we. That's why they went and got Delano Banton, you know, who's now obviously moved on. Maybe they just thought, you know what, we'll take a more of a flyer on Springer who can fill a need than Banton, who might be still a ways away. So I think this is definitely for the future. Our future, let them lead the way, Juani. Give them, <laughs> give them a sense of pride. To wow. make it easier. <laughs> Let the children's <laughs> laughter remind us how we used to be. Word. Oh, so I decided long ago. Reverend Gary Washburn in the building Never. now. I decided long ago they were to walk in anybody's shadow. shadow. So I felt if I succeed, at least I did what I believe. Go ahead. I love so that. Now, so, so now Reverend, Reverend Washburn is in the building now. Exactly. You, you, Kwani got me on Greatest Love of All. Sorry, that song it's, is just. It's, it's infectious. Ooh. It is. I'm like, that's my girl. She's fine. Find a cure. Find no, a cure. Now you know. No. Anyway. Here's the here's the thing about uh Jaden. 
I think the plan is is to have him be part of the future going forward. But it wouldn't it shouldn't shock anyone if he becomes one of the guys that's in that in case of an emergency, crack this guy open and get him in the lineup type of guy, particularly when they play Philadelphia. Because yeah. remember, Tyrese Maxey is pretty much the guy that Philly is going to be leaning on heavily. And you're bringing in a guy who has been around Maxey all year long. He probably knows Tyrese Maxey better than any scouting report that the Celtics are going to be able to put together. Now, do you begin the game with him on him? No. But he becomes one of those guys that you rotate in to the mix to defend him and try to keep him from having a big game or having a big series if you see them in the playoffs. So I think the plan absolutely is for him to be part of your future because I think when you look at him physically, he's got the type of tools and dimensions that you could see him in the Brad Ste- or excuse me, in a in a Joe Missoula coach system emerging as a really good defender. But he might fast track that because in certain matchups, he might be able to make an impact sooner rather than later. So I like the fact that they didn't really give up much, if anything, to get him. Uh, and this is a guy that has tremendous upside. And as Gary pointed out, he's one of the many young ones who, who missed the NIL train just as it was pulling up the, up, up the station. Because I'm convinced he's one of those guys that if that were option, if those options were available to him when he was at Tennessee, he wouldn't have came out. Because he would have looked this like, damn, I'm getting 12 points, but I'm getting like seven figures for just doing what I do. Or I can go to the NBA, then they bounce me around in the G League maybe, and I don't get no burn. And I can get all the burn right here in college and get paid. That's what I mean. Like, like people, people look at, at Angel Reese when she, when, when she was talking about how I might be, I might be better off staying in college and getting this bank. Living her life. Like, I haven't Max. even spent my amount of money yet. Yeah. <laughs> She was speaking some facts. Uh, same thing with Caitlin Clark, who, who, I mean, she again another one who, I mean, the, see her in the commercial with Reggie, with uh, with Reggie Miller and with Jimmy Butler and yeah, I'm just like, wait a minute, her, like, like yeah. she, she good. So, so get that check. Not not hating on that at all. But you know, with with Jaden, he's he's just he, he came out too early. Came out way too early. And this is a chance for him to potentially get on track and potentially recoup some of those lost funds that I think he left on the table by coming out early. A lot of these players, they take that short money, which looks great when you come from the neighborhoods that many of them come from, many of us come from. It looks great. But it typically costs you down the road because that short money doesn't get become that big money the way it could be because you, you've you started off at a, at a at a lesser starting point, and thus it takes you longer to get to the big dollars. So, uh, and get opportunities to get the big money. So, this for Jaden, this this is a perfect situation. You're with a team, an organization that has a track record of developing young players, uh, has a championship caliber mindset, and for him, I mean, you really can't find a better situation for a young guy uh, who wasn't going to be who was wasn't going to be playing much to begin with. So. I have an inside, like, like inside baseball, but inside basketball, like, follow-up. You mentioned Jaden Springer and obviously him being familiar with the Sixers and, you know, the way that they do things and obviously Tyreek Maxey or whatever the case may be. But, and maybe I'm just completely naive and not ever really diving into this, but what is there actually an unspoken or spoken rule about when you get traded midseason, you know, how your what kind of information you give or share with like your new coaches or with or, your new team anything they want I don't know I've thought about this in the past but I've never actually asked it asked it out loud like there's no like NDA of like all right well you can't talk about Missoula's system and how he work you know like I don't I don't know just random anything every everything is open because at that point you are no longer an employee it's not like if you work at, let's say, IBM and then you went to work at Google where you may very well have like an NDA. Oh, they definitely have yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, it ain't that. It ain't that kind of game. Because at the end of the day with the NBA, you you can know everything I'm going to do. I still could beat you by 30. And like, it's not like football where you have, you know, there's different, you know, right. playbooks and all that. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's my understanding that when players get traded that, you know, if if let's say they're playing their former team soon after that, uh, the coaching staff of the of their new team will ask them, you know, is there anything in this kind of report that we missed? That what do you we know about Joel Embiid? <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, because you know, that's that's the one time when snitching is a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. you yeah. definitely give whatever uh information you know, so he'll have all of what Philly's doing, I'm sure, and I'm sure the Celtics will appreciate that. And other guys who go leave Boston will go to other places and give the, what they know. So yeah, I think it's 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 fair game. You trade a guy, that's what happens. You might have to I'm change snitching the on you. Up. You trade me. I'm snitching. I'm telling everything. If you I go know. to a team that's a championship contender, of course I'm snitching. What do you want me to tell you? I got yeah. receipts. Yeah. Just, yeah. Shoe you know. size, favorite gummy bears. Tell me what you want to know. I know it. I got you. What gum should we put in their locker room to make Embiid upset? Exactly. What Appreciate triggers them? I'm going to tell you the trigger. And it will be trigger. in the arena. Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your door. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options than ever before. Dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and even more market add-on items that suit any and every lifestyle. For me, I'm a big fan of the pork sausage rigatoni rosa and the Gouda burgers which take about 20 to 30 minutes to cook which is not a lot of time for a really, really good meal. And in order to get in on America's number one meal kit, Go to HelloFresh.com slash Big3Free and use the code Big3Free, and that's B-I-G-T-H-R-E-E, free, for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Big3Free with the code Big3Free, and that's B-I-G-T-H-R-E-E, free. All right, moving on, the Celtics, the most recent game that they had, they played the Clippers, 125-117, Celtics win. Brzingis, they took the Hawks. Hawks. All right, what did I just say? The Clippers. Clippers. I don't know why they say Clippers. What? Don't mind me. I know they played Atlanta. Lauren was in town. I hung out with her. You know what it is? AJC. You saw the word that the Hawks got clipped by the Celtics. But, you know, it's funny because when I read that earlier, I was like, this very good play on words of you to put clipping the... Yeah, the Hawks got clipped by the six by the Celtics. My brain decided that they played the Clippers now, so they did not play the Clippers. They played the Atlanta Hawks. Thank you guys for catching that. Porzingis with 31 points. Derek White, 21-12 in the fourth quarter. Al Horford had a good game as well. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Oldest player in the NBA to log those numbers in one game. Al Horford's still breaking records. But basically, all of that to say, guys not named Tatum, having big games. When I mean, it doesn't necessarily matter against Atlanta, but it still matters when you think about trying to build that momentum into, obviously, the All-Star break, but eventually into the offseason, I mean, the, the postseason. So that being said, can they go deep into the playoffs without players like Tatum and Brown, and do you think this Hawks game, again, low-stakes game, prove that if you do agree? They can beat the mediocre teams without Tatum and Brown, but when you start getting to best of seven against Milwaukee, best of seven if you get to the finals and you see a team like Denver or or Oklahoma City or or Minnesota, they're going to need Tatum and Brown to to really, uh, I think, assert themselves as two of the top three players every night. Uh, the, the other, the best player on the other team, he may be the best player on that particular game, but Tatum and Brown better be right behind him, uh, because that, that's how you win championships. Your best players shine in the brightest moments. Uh, and, and those two guys in particular are going to have opportunities to do that. Now, the, the guy that I am really looking forward to seeing what he does in the playoffs is Derek White. Cause I think Derek White has just been the He's been the one guy that I don't think gets enough credit for what he means to this team. Uh, When you start looking at how they're able to close games out in the fourth quarter, he more times than not is the best player when he's the one that's making, I mean, he made a couple of shots against Atlanta when Atlanta was making things kind of interesting there that I don't think Tatum was in the mood to make those kind of shots last night. 
I, and Jalen Brown, I, I thought Jalen wasn't really looking for the ball or very aggressive in the second half. And yet there you got Derek White, you know, hitting fadeaway one-legged, looking like Dirk Nowinski threes from the corner. Shots that they needed those shots to go down. Uh, so the Celtics have the luxury of having guys who are not their go-to guys, not, you know, play possession after possession, who can deliver in a clutch. Uh, and obviously a different kind of player, but the way that Derek White is able to finish games is, is we've seen guys who have that particular late game shot clock winding down. You think about guys like Robert Horry, uh, who was never considered a great player, he but he was considered a great clutch player. He made the shots that mattered most. Derek White does a lot of that stuff for the Celtics, and it'll be interesting to see how things change in the playoffs when the rotations become a little bit tighter and your best players look to be more aggressive, more assertive offensively, are they going to forget that Derek White is a big part of why they are really good? Or are they going to just try to be a little bit more monopolizing of the ball and try to get theirs and, and, and try to lead the team as scorers as opposed to just leading the teams by their presence, which opens up things for them and for guys like Derek? Yeah, I thought the win over Atlanta was important because Atlanta had been playing – Atlanta scores a lot. And- Number three offense scoring wise in the NBA. They, you know, the Clippers had rolled through Boston, beat up on the Celtics, had won all of their games on this West Coast, East Coast road trip, then went to Atlanta and had to win 149, 144. So um, Atlanta dropped 144 points on them. They, I think they dropped 140 something or 30 something on the Warriors the game before. This is a team that can score even without DeJounte Murray, who did not play mysteriously, but although he was not traded. Um, I don't so, understand what's going on either. Like, that's yeah, that was weird. But his back was traded. hurting, Gary. His back was hurting. Yeah, he had a back issue. That's what that's what they say. And yeah. now he's back in Atlanta. Yeah, now back he's back, back in Atlanta. So if I'm the Celtics, I thought it was a good win because you fought off a team that could score – they didn't need a great Jalen. I mean, Jason was two for 13 from the three-point line. Jason was still trying to get his three going. Al was good. Derek was good. Chris Stapps, outstanding 31 points. So I, you're fighting through things right now. Like the Celtics are not playing their best basketball, but they're still 13 and six in their last 19. And that's not, that includes that tough Indiana loss, you know, no, no, but you also include the Lakers loss, the Clippers loss. Uh, which are two of the ones that stand out, um, but you're still winning and you're still keeping the advantage in the in the Eastern Conference race. So I just think you got to. This is helping them work through things uh, in terms of of what they need to work on and what they need to do to be a better club. Because this is it's not you know defense. The defense has been slipping. They got it. They played very good defense in the second half. Trey Young was kind of a mess in the second half. He didn't. He had. He, he didn't have his. He, I think he had finished with twenty points. I mean, that's low for him. It's average is twenty seven. Um, so I thought it was a quality win. It's a team that you know nobody wants to play Atlanta seven game. Nobody wants to play that offense and have Trey go for potentially go for fifty. You know you don't want to do that. You don't want to be run up in Bogdanovich. Like you don't want those guys because they don't defend. We all know that they don't defend. Their defense was terrible the uh, last night. The Celtics, you know, I mean, uh, here I say it, like the Celtics should have taken more twos and not enough and took too many damn threes because – What did you, you know, say, Gary? Yeah, because they they dominate the paint. Chris Stapps was feasting in the paint. They have no rim, rim protectors uh, because the Hawks didn't have Clint Capella. So I thought it was a, a quality win, a way for them to just take a st- another step forward – now you use these last four games. You try to go four and zero, get to the break, work your butt off uh, in the next you know few days. Whether you whatever you're you're doing, make sure you you're sharp, and then get to the All Star break, and you won't be yawning like Kwani just did. <laughs> I really thought I was slick too. It did not work. Yeah, out. you thought you were slick. Anyway, Ooh. I'm gonna pretend like that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with people? Splash water. Anyway, finally, we've talked about the trade deadline. We've talked about how they've looked over the last few games. So all of this being said, do you two think that the Celtics have addressed all the pressing needs that they have right now via the trades? 
I do. I, I think that the biggest things they needed to pick up between uh, before the trade deadline, I thought they needed another big uh, who could be, you know, not necessarily a starter, but just a guy that could actually play big, like literally could play like a big and had a certain amount of versatility and potential impact to the game. And I thought they got that in Tillman. And I would ideally would have liked to seen a little bit more of an impact wing that they picked up, but you can't have everything. And and for, to be candid with you, the wings that they already have right now in, in, in the fold are pretty damn good. Uh, you've got a couple of all NBA first, second team type guys with, with Jalen and Jason, uh, you know, Sam Hauser is, you know, a guy that can knock down shots, which is what you're going to need from him. Uh, and we'll see what Jaden can do. I, I don't anticipate much from Jaden, uh, to be candid with you, but I can absolutely uh, envision certain scenarios and certain matchups where a player with his particular skills can absolutely help them. Uh, so I think they did about as well as you could do. I, I was, I mean, if you had, if I had to grade them, I'd say it was an A minus uh, as far as what they were able to get in leading up to the trade deadline and what the possibilities were and what they had to give up to get those guys, which if you look at it, they didn't touch their top like nine, 10 players uh, in terms of who they, you know, passed on or they had to give up to, to make this roster what it looks like. And that's, that's impressive. Yeah. I thought uh, I'd give them a B. I mean, and not because any of the guys that they, acquired or not good it's just they didn't get that real like oh man they got that guy oh that completely puts them over the top like but it wasn't that type of trade deadline and as you can see there was not a lot of big names that you know both you know Bojan Bogdanovic from Detroit and Alec Burks the Knicks made some some real good moves there wasn't a big sexy name you know DeJounte Murray didn't get traded it wasn't the Warriors did nothing the Lakers didn't it was not the the like the the eventful trade uh deadline we thought was going to happen we i think there there yeah, obviously you know there's all these names and all these uh you know they get discussed over the net over you know oh this this guy's gone this guy Bruce Brown didn't get traded like we all that's the one thing about all this talk 90% of the talk is just talk it does not happen Right, everybody talked. What are the Lakers going to do? Who are they? Gonna, oh, they're going to get Dejounte Murray for D'Angelo Russell, and what are the Hawks going to do? What are, like the Hawks didn't really do much. The Raptors uh, traded Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> uh, they got your boy Kelly. They got my boy Kelly back. Got Kelly. Yeah, exactly. Got Kelly Olynyk uh, into Toronto. So to me, I thought they did well. I thought they did well. I thought it was one of those trade deadlines where. You know, it wasn't a lot of action, and you need little pieces. You need a guy to come off your bench. You need a uh, maybe a developmental player like a Jaden Springer, right? You're not, and, and and remember, folks, it's the buyout markets coming up too, right? You know, and the Celtics can sign somebody, add somebody who's made twelve point million dollars, point four million or less. Like people, are like oh, they can go after Kyle Lowry. You know, I'm not saying they would or you know, some of these guys are going to be signed, uh, big money guys that are going to be bought out. No, they can't because they're in the second apron. So they have to take a guy who doesn't make a whole lot of money. So if you're the, if you're the uh, Celtics, you know, it still will have some uh, opportunities to add another player, you know, and, and move forward as opposed to just st sticking with, they, with what they have. But I do think that they did a nice job getting a big in Tillman and also a developmental player who might be able to make a, an impact in Jaden spring. Well, it sounds like passing grades to me. That's I think the goal in general. So moving forward, the Celtics have the wizards and the heat, the nets. And then by the time we talk next week, they actually have played the nets twice. So all of this is still to be determined whether or not these moves were the best, assuming that we actually see these players, you know, contribute. But I think that's all we have for this recap of the trade deadline, our trade deadline special. Any final words from the two of you? No, Steve? Whitney. We good. 
funny that he's wearing a Stevie Wonder shirt. Gary's wearing a Stevie Wonder shirt. Exactly, exactly. I just saw the real We Are the World uh, documentary on Netflix. How is it? Check it out. Very good. Very yeah. some some interesting notes. It was funny. A lot of good stuff, especially I know Kwani. That was way before your time, but check it out. I'm not no, not be funny, but it, you know it was eighty five. Say it real like I roll. I mean eighty five. It was 85 so ch check it out it's it's definitely worth watching it's just interesting how the world's changed since then but all the stars that they got together that and you could probably play the game and we did like okay could they do that now could they pull never out happened. never happening could they get all these people the taylor swifts and oh. nikki Beyonce. beyond all in the same room for beyond. like a, a, you know for eight aren't even going to the Grammys after this one. Yeah, eight, nine, could they get them in eight to nine hours to do a free song for helping people around the world? Could they do that? Who And who would they get? Like, who would be the top 30 artists or 30, you know, like, I think that's just, it's fascinating now. And it's before rap. So you, you obviously probably have to include Drake and all, you know, you'd have to include some, some, some big time rappers in there too, maybe. Um, but could they get, could that happen now? Cause now that's pushing 39 years ago. Uh, so it's a fascinating watch. So yeah. So. To answer the question that you didn't ask me specifically, I just don't think, you don't think they could get all those people in one room for a cause. Like, I feel like even if world war, war three, we're, we're on the brink of yeah, they'd be like, no, people be like, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. I'm good. But to your point, it would have to. I think it would depend on who is that. Like, who is the person that's bringing yeah. them? In, yeah, know? who is it? Yeah, because in this situation, Lionel Richie, who was like it for for the equivalent now, Lionel Richie is. I don't even know, like maybe John Legend mm. or something like that. That's you know, still, that's still yeah, maybe Bruno Mars, maybe. Yeah, Bruno Mars. It was exactly he was he was yeah. at the top of the game in '85. So it would be like Bruno Mars bringing all these people together and. The top producer right now, then it was Quincy Jones, now be somebody else. And then Michael Jackson obviously was involved. Michael was all in. So he was the, the top dude on the earth. Who's the Michael Jackson of our, our time, if we have one? Well, like, I'd say our time. I, obviously, we experienced him, but. Closest thing is Drake. I mean, you talk Drake about or Bruno. I would, say Bruno, I would say Bruno Mars, maybe. Yeah, Bruno's probably yeah. There's no, but there's don't no, dance. Drake there don't is dance. no like I don't it's know. Not, you know, but we talk international pool. You think Bruno has that much weight? I don't know because I, I still think you can compare you by like Michael no, Michael, Michael one, Jackson in 1985 was the like <laughs> it's it's you can't even quantify how hot he was. You could not put it on paper. You couldn't even quantify. How, he could not go anywhere. He could not. I mean, he was the hottest MF on the earth. And the thing um, is, this was before, like, I was just having this conversation last week before social media. Like the fact that he had this much of an impact and Beyonce had, had done a great job at obviously utilizing social media to still have a, not as significant, but significant enough impact, of course, to Taylor Swift as well. But like literally no one I think will ever hit. I don't uh, think no one will ever do what Michael Jackson Yeah, people fainting where he's going and all Look, that. And, just uh, by seeing him. Like, just by seeing him. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. People don't understand. People don't understand uh, like how that was. when It was him and Prince both at the same time but they're both with their superpowers. Like it was, it was insane. That, like that whole time was insane. It, you couldn't match it because the 90s, both of them tailed off weren't the same and obviously Mike got his stuff and Prince started to, you know, I'm the I'm the artist and I'm the symbol and Prince started having his problems with the record company. But that time, whew, you couldn't, you know. So yeah, like I don't know. You I, I think young folks should like I, I would that'd be a great debate and, and like who would you all get and who would show up and who would have, you know, who would you invite? Who would you not invite? I would know. not invite Erica Badu. Lauren Hill will be late. So Lauren yeah. Hill and Erica Badu will be late. <laughs> Kanye would be, late. Kanye would show up on one. So Kanye <laughs> would pull up uninvited and grab yeah, them. Like, what's up? Y'all invite me. So yeah. That's a really good one. If you're watching on YouTube, drop in the comments. 
Who would I you would, invite and who wouldn't? Yeah. Who would, if, and who if, would if, be the organizer? That'd yeah. be the first. That's who a would, big question. Who would it be the person honestly, that could get walk into all these rooms or all these people with respect and be like, and the person be like, Oh, I'll do it has to be days. Taylor Swift, though. It has to be Beyonce or Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, think about global impact. It has to Taylor, be. Taylor, I would probably lean on to yeah, do that. Yeah. You have to have somebody who's got enough game to talk to all these different people and people like them and, you know, no ego. Like they put a sign up, no ego at the door. That was a big one. They had that on. Leave your ego at, leave your ego at the door. That's you real. These, you know, you get all this star power in one room. You know, you're going to have people, what's up? Where's my, you know. Yeah, that's a lot of I'm all that in one yeah. space. Wait, you said this was like the 80s. So was Mariah Carey involved in this? No, I, she didn't come out till 91. Her first was, oh, Vision of yeah. Love was like 91. So no. I feel like Mariah yeah. still has an impact that would she would yeah, be. Yeah, Mariah, you could, she could yeah. be the old head. Like they had, back then they had Dionne Warwick, who made more famous with doing the, the psychic network and all that. Yeah. But, but now she's still doing her thing on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's a step, she's a step was a force. Ray Charles, Harry Belafonte, like they got some old heads. Like you would, it was like them getting, like I won't say Steve, maybe Stevie Wonder. Like who's like a kind of an old like Whitney, like sorry Mariah would be kind of an old head in that room now. I mean, they got some people that were like real. Like my goodness, you I can't believe they got Bob Dylan who's still yeah. alive. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, like they pulled. <laughs> so okay. yeah, you'd have to if young folks have that debate. Who would who would go? Who would come? Who should be the organizer? And would it even happen? Like yeah, this. if they had, if they, if there was a if a need to make a global song for charity, who would be part who, of that? And who I, put it together? Who would put it together? I will be tweeting that if you are or posting that on X. If you are on Twitter or X reply i want to see your and check response. out the special want to get some reference check Very it out good. it's like an hour and a half so you'll be fine i appreciate that i love getting a little wisdom from gary washburn his historical knowledge yeah so perfect way to end out this episode we appreciate you all watching and listening to the big three nba podcast we're right before the all-star stretch. A little, there won't be a break for us, but, you know, a break for the players. But we appreciate y'all for listening and sticking with us. We'll be back next week, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend.